What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the season on the website. Make sure you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And tonight on the show, Primetime, presented to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. Tonight, we'll talk about the second Cowboys preseason game of the year, a 32 to 10 win, no, 32 to 17, excuse me, win versus 18 because they, they attempted the second, the two point conversion. That is right, 32 to 18. There we go. Third time's the charm, the scoreboard versus the LA Chargers. We will break down some of the biggest winners some of the biggest losers as well. And whatever comes to your mind, let me know in the chat, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. And as always, do me a favor and hit the like button. We will also talk about the Cowboys' new uniforms towards the end of the show. But let's start things off with the man that stole the show last night, Cavante Turpin. Cavante Turpin, I will be the first to admit that I need to eat some crow here. Because when the Cowboys signed Turpin, a former USFL MVP, I was skeptical. And the main reason why I was skeptical is the fact that he was 155 pounds. And I just looked at his weight and I thought to myself, there's no way this guy survives in the NFL. I was skeptical. I think that is fair. He was 30 pounds lighter than the next lightest player on the Cowboys roster who was I believe in a Sean Wright at 185 pounds, but Cavante Turpin, after a solid, uh, you know, time in Oxnard, after a solid training camp, he introduced himself to Cowboys fans with two touchdowns on special teams. One of them on a kickoff return, which was no, on a on a kickoff return, and then the later the latest one in a punt return. But we will look at the punt return first here on prime time because. This was a touchdown. The picture that you are seeing now on your screen resulted on an actual touchdown. Cavante Turpin went backwards. Then he went to the left side. And this picture, once more, I will make it clear, that resulted in a touchdown. He broke into the opposite sideline and he sped to the end zone. That was an impressive play from Cavante Turpin, the pun return. You know how sometimes you look up NFL stars on YouTube and you type in high school tapes and then you get these insane plays from current stars when they were in high school and when they're just, they're just blowing past everybody, looking like superior athletes on the playing field. That was Cavante Turpin on Saturday night, honestly. This is the punt return. These are pictures from the punt return. How about the kickoff touchdown return from Cavante Turpin? By the 30-yard line, the guy was gone. The Cowboys coaching staff and the Cowboys front office have consistently praised Turpin since the moment that they signed him. And they've been talking about Turpin as if he was a member of the 53-man roster once more the moment that they signed him. And I was skeptical about it. I was impressed about it. But clearly, clearly, we can see what they meant all along. 
I know we don't do this a lot here on primetime. I know we don't do this a lot as Cowboys fans, but I am going to give the front office a round of applause. You know, going out there and signing a USFL MVP is a creative move at the end of the day. And it's working out for the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy was asked after the game if he saw Turpin as a member of the final or initial roster for the season. And McCarthy just smiled. And he said, you know what? I think that he will be returning uh, He will be returning kicks versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in game one. I don't know if Turpin's spot on the roster was already secured. But right now, we cannot deny that it is. Turpin is a member of the Cowboys' 53-man roster. And as such, he is perhaps the biggest winner of the night. Two touchdown returns in a single game, preseason or not, that matters. And that matters a lot. My question from you to you guys in the chat is who was the biggest winner of Saturday night? Do you believe it was Turpin or do you believe it was somebody else? Let me know if you're watching on Facebook. Let me know if you're watching on YouTube, wherever you are. And also do me a favor and hit that like button. Share the stream too, but hit that like button because every like puts this show in front of more Cowboys fans. So do me a solid there and help me out with that. Some of your comments. Shout out to Dave Moore. Shout out to Dave Moore. Uh, thank you for becoming a member of the ADZ Sports Dallas YouTube channel in which you can find Skywalker Steel every morning and you can find myself every night. So we've got you covered with Dallas Cowboys coverage every single day of the week. Maybe except for Saturdays, honestly, because Sky is on Monday through Fridays and I am on Sunday through uh, Sunday through Thursdays. Lock44 says, Mauricio, he's our height and weight and making us little guys look good. Let's root for him. Lock is right here. 44 is like right here. Uh, I don't know if I am uh, nearly as tall as Escavante Turpin because I am a pretty short person. I will admit that right now in front of the microphone. But I might be near in terms of weight, at least. <laughs> Let's see some of your comments here. Uh, who was the biggest winner of Saturday night? Guru says, would Kellen know how to use Turpin time on offense? Hopefully. I don't know. And it probably will be up to Turpin to prove that he is a weapon beyond just gadget plays. But I am hoping for him to be used on offense. And maybe tomorrow night, we will explore somewhat of a related question for the wide receivers. We will get that maybe uh, tomorrow night here on primetime. Bruce says Turpin. Tommy goes with Turpin for sure. Metrius Adams says he made the team. I agree. Mike says Tyler Smith. You know what? Tyler, pretty good, pretty good game from him once more. Still not perfect. I don't believe he will be perfect at all this season. But we are seeing what we want to see from Tyler Smith. As I've said before on the show, what, what gets me excited about the first-round rookie is the fact that he's winning with the traits that we already knew were his strength. Because maybe if we were talking about his technique, I would be skeptical and hesitant to buy into the hype. But I am seeing Tyler Smith win because of his strength and because of his explosiveness. And that's what gets me the most excited about him. Uh, Swain says Turpin. Tommy915 says, followed by Dowdle. Toxic Tom says, Tristan Hill. 
Dude's career is on the ropes. I agree that Heal is a winner. I will also say what I said on Twitter. I don't believe that Heal was ever in the roster bubble like a lot of us have acted like. Uh, this coaching staff has always liked Heal more than us, I assume. Also, shout out to Toxic Tom. I got a face now for Toxic Tom. He was on on Friday night with the Pick 6 Sports crew. And I tuned into the show. And then I see him. Toxic Tom. And I thought to myself, there is no way this guy is wearing a Broncos jersey. But it turned out it was a Florida Gators jersey. So I will allow that. <laughs> Bland says Craig. Mike Castellano says Israel Mukwamu, a big winner too. I agree with that one. Hill, Mukwamu, Turpin, running back Davis says uh, 7-Eleven. The two running backs, man. The two running backs. Jessica says that rookie or new defensive player, Hill, that caused a fumble and intercepted or recovered the ball. Yeah, he, he forced the fumble. He recovered the fumble that he forced. Hill was you know, a force out there. Skywalker still actually posted a highlight clip of him uh, earlier on, on, on Sunday on the ADC Sports Dallas YouTube channel in case you want to tune in and watch that as well. But yeah, shout out to Billy Bailey as well, saying they're always going to try and stick to who they draft and, high, and have high hopes for so. Yes, Tryson Hill. Yeah, man, uh, he's in year four already. Tristan Hill is, and it is looking like he will make the roster. Hopefully, the Cowboys are not super proud about their fifth-round draft pick from 2021 and maybe move on early from Josh Ball, but maybe more on that later. So, okay, Turpin secures his roster spot. And then, as you can see in the title of the video, we are talking about two bubble players that secured their spot on the 53-man roster. So we've already covered Turpin. Uh, as I said, maybe he was already secure, but now in the fans' perspective, he is definitely a member of the 53-man roster. Mike McCarthy essentially confirmed that after the game. So who is the other player? Who else had a strong performance, a strong enough performance to secure his spot even as a roster bubble player? To me, that is Israel Mukwamu, man. Uh, safety slash defensive back, because we saw a little bit of everything from Mukwamu. He played as a free safety. He was down in the box. Sometimes he was lined up as nickel cornerback. He played in 78% of the snaps for the team on defense. And he had quite the game. He had two tackles early in the game. He had one interception in which he was playing high uh, as a high safety. It looked like it was... Uh, cover two for the Dallas Cowboys. So they had two deep safeties and Mukwamu is in the right place at the right time to secure the, the overthrow from Stick. By the way, I had forgotten completely that Easton Stick was a quarterback that existed. When I saw him walk into that field, I was like, oh, I remember him from college. I remember his, his college football day. So I was excited about that. But I had forgotten about his existence, honestly. But Mukwamu made the most out of this game. And Mukwamu honestly looked like a lock to me. I've talked about this before on the show. The Cowboys need to carry five safeties, probably, just based on the fact that they will play with three most of the time or, or a high percentage of, of the defensive plays that they 
that they play. They're going to use big nickel packages like they did a year ago. So you, you talk about Jaron Kears playing his own kind of position, hybrid linebacker slash safety down there. You have Donovan Wilson and you have Malik Hooker. Those are your starting three. You don't have a starting two. It's your starting three from now on, honestly. And having said that, who else can play free safety other than Hooker? And the answer might be Mukwamu. Plus, he can play inside as a cornerback. And he had this big game in which he showed off his length, his range, his stackling, his physicality. He did a little bit of everything, loved his game from last night. And at this point, it would seem far-fetched to me to not include him in a 53-man roster projection. So he had these two big plays. First drive, he had two tackles and one interception. Opening drive of the game, defensively speaking. Second quarter, he had this big-time hit on Moore Jr., the wide receiver from the Chargers on the sidelines. And that was a, a, an, an interesting play because Mukwamu is playing as a deep safety once more. He comes down, lowers the boom in the sidelines in a play in which Kelvin Joseph looked kind of lost. And Joseph got a lot of criticism once more on Saturday night. And I even tweeted out half-jokingly, half-serious, that Mukwamu pretty much saved Kelvin Joseph from getting burnt on social media after that play. Big game from Mukwamu. And Michael Gelkin tweeted out this take on him being one of the most improved players for the Cowboys, especially in his second year. And I couldn't help remember that, uh, that show in which he joined primetime, Israel Mukwamu did. And I was looking back on it. I actually rewatched that interview today. And one of the things that he says is, you know, with the film room and with the knowledge that comes from reviewing the tape, Mukwamu mentioned that he, feel, that, that he felt that he would play faster because maybe he would be more reacting than thinking on the field, which is a concept that we have discussed before on primetime. And it definitely looks that way for the Cowboys' safety. Mukwamu is out there playing faster and he's playing more comfortable. He is just showing off his range, his speed, a little bit of, of everything. And he can play pretty much every spot on the defensive backfield, which gives this team additional depth. But yeah, Mukwamu is one of my biggest winners. Uh, definitely would say that Mukwamu and Turpin are my two biggest winners of last night. Let's see some of your comments though here and do me a favor, hit the like button. 7-Eleven says, Mo, we have defensive tackles that will not make the team just because of the numbers. We should trade one of them for a swing tackle. It's a tough cut for the Cowboys, man, a defensive line. I, I think they will carry 10 of them. Uh, maybe you can justify keeping 11, but it's going to be tough to decide who gets cut. My early guess, Basham, and I hate that I, I hate hate to say Basham, but I don't know who else you cut at defense event. Maybe you go long at defense event, but then you need to make an additional cut at tackle. My projection from last week said that pretty much the most important cuts would be Basham and who else? Uh, John Ridgeway. But it's a tough cut to make, so I really don't know what will happen there. 
Will Greer's JT Smith is going to take the backup spot over Rush. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't dismiss that possibility. It's trending that way right now. And Will Greer looked loose on Saturday night. He looked comfortable down out there on the playing field. He was being aggressive. He was making throws and he was being athletic. And as Mike McCarthy put it earlier on the month, he said he plays with a surgeon moxie. And it's right. It's true, man. Uh, that's how Will Greer plays. He, he doesn't care. I think it was Dalton Miller from Blogging the Voice who, or Pro Football Network who tweeted out, I don't know if it will be good, but Will Greer will be fun. And it was. So I wouldn't mind Will Greer being the backup quarterback for the Cowboys. King Element says the big difference between Mukwamu and Wright for me is that Mukwamu at least plays like he is 6'4". Ooh, spicy. Spicy comment from King Element because Wright has not played like he is 6'4". He doesn't turn around. Uh, he hasn't used his length when defending the pass. It's been, it's been a tough preseason for Nashawn, for sure. Craig says, pump the brakes. The offense is not good, says Craig. I don't know what that was in response of. Professor O says, easy is making the team. My source, Rowdy, told me. There you go. Toxic Tom says, Ball could get away with less than stellar tech and speed because he was so much bigger than everyone. But that won't fly in the NFL, especially with, especially at left tackle, says Toxic Tom. I agree with that. You know, Josh Ball was a pretty athletic prospect. You could understand why they drafted him, even in spite of multiple off-the-field issues. But I can see what Toxic Tom is saying there. The technique is not there. I was impressed as to, and this will sound, this will sound like straight-up hate on Josh Ball. But after that game, I was thinking, you know what? Maybe it was a tough game in, in week one for Josh Ball. Maybe he goes out there and he plays better football in week two. And maybe we all calm down about it, especially after a week in which reports indicated that he was having a, you know, solid showing versus Khalil Mack and company. But I was impressed as to, as to how bad Josh Ball looked in, on Saturday. I was looking at him intently. There were a couple of quality reps. And then it got ugly once more for Josh Ball, one of my biggest losers for sure of this game. Let's see. Greer has more snap and velocity than Rush, says Guru. I agree with that too. Ridgeway will make it over Bohana, says Billy Renfro. Ooh, I don't know if at, at this point, I don't know if that's a hot take. I really don't. Because Quinton Bohana is playing a lot for the Cowboys with the first team, with the second team, over John Ridgeway. So I don't know if for Ridgeway, it's, is it possible for him to beat Bohana at this point, do you think? Or do you think that, like, is, is there a way that, that both make it to the roster? That, that's the question for me. I think that Bohana right now is above Ridgeway. I wasn't sure about it before the preseason, but after two games, it does seem that way to me. My question is, can they both make it? In my projection, I had Bohana in and Ridgeway out for what it's worth. We should have Alarcón more than just first quarter, says Mike Castellanos. 
I was disappointed, man, at the Cowboys playing Alarcon for nine snaps. That's all they played him. Nine snaps for Isaac. And I thought he deserved more. Listen, I know that I I know that I that I'm I am biased towards Isaac because you know I'm Mexican. I live in Mexico. Uh the guy went to my college. He's a he, he really is a, a proud for Mexico's fans right now. But how don't you how don't you play him a little bit more? Josh Ball and, and Aviante Collins went for more than three quarters. And specifically, Josh Ball didn't look good at all. So, yeah, man, I, I would like to see the Cowboys play Isaac a little bit more. I would like that because he's played well. Asterisk, yeah. That asterisk is the fact that he has played versus fourth quarter competition in the preseason. That asterisk is fair. But don't you want to find out what he can do versus better competition? Toxic Tom said it last week. Good tape is good tape, period. Let us see Alarcon in, in, in earlier in the game versus better competition. King Element says, I want my hardworking Mexican out there, damn it. <laughs> there you go, King Element. There you go. Toxic Tom says, so I got to ask, is Ball right now our starting left tackle or has there been an update on Tyron's ankle? I know we don't have high hopes for this team signing anybody ever. I do think that before the season starts, there's Mr. Outside Hire at tackle for Dallas. I don't know who is the fourth guy, though. So I think that there's Tyron Smith, who the only update that I've heard is that they're they're optimistic about it. So I am I'm guessing Tyron Smith is your is your starting left tackle toxic Tom. No worries there. But the depth chart at tackle, I would say, is Tyron Smith, of course, Terrence Steele, starting on the right side. Mr. Outside higher at number three. And then number four. I don't know if it's Josh Ball. I don't know if it's Aviante Collins. I don't know if it's Alarcon, honestly. But I'm guessing that your fourth tackle is on the team right now. And I'm guessing that your third tackle is somebody from the outside. I do think they end up signing somebody or training or trading for somebody. But I, I cannot see the Cowboys going into week one with, with thinking that their swing tackle is already on the team. I know, I know we're pissed at the front office most of the time, but I will say. I think I think they make the move. I think they make something. I, I, they, I think they do something. Excuse me. Oza is the best defensive tackle pass rusher. This is Greg Turner. Some love for Oza. I was impressed that he was out there actually on the playing field. I thought that we wouldn't see him at all in the preseason. Mark Anthony says Collins has been good. Collins, Collins had a rough game in preseason week number one. I have not like, uh, you know, I have not zeroed in on his performance from last night but he was better than week one week one was kind of ugly though for for collins in my opinion it really was kind of ugly alarcon and collins are solid backups says big flock 91 but i do think if you are the dallas cowboys and you have tyron smith as your left tackle you probably need 
just a little bit, you need to be a little bit better at swing tackle, in my opinion, because he is likely to play. He is likely to play. Malik Davis says Shane Carter. And actually, you know, I, I kind of got lost with the questions. Uh, moving on, because, you know, Shane Carter uh, pretty much helped me out with this. Other winners, I've got uh, Israel Mukwamo. I already said it. Malik Davis is another of my winners. He averaged 4.6 yards per carry. Shout out to Shane Carter for getting me back on track here on the show. How about Jake Ferguson? Jake Ferguson has to be one of my winners, man. Uh, I love how he blocks. He blocks with an edge about him. And he had two catches for 24 yards, 21 of which came in one play in which he breaks a tackle and then stays on his feet and moves the sticks and a little bit more. I am loving the Jake Ferguson hype. This guy is, and I hate stereotypes, I hate stereotypes, man, but you cannot tell me that Jake Ferguson is not the most Big Ten tight end out of every Big Ten tight end. That's like the stereotype of Big Ten tight, tight ends, man. Just the, the willingness when blocking, the toughness when catching the football, and just his play style. I love Jake Ferguson, and you can clearly see what the Cowboys mean when they say that he is out there fitting into their scheme right away. And I'm expecting a, a lot of two tight end sets for the Cowboys, especially early in the season before Michael Gallup returns, before James Washington returns. Expect a lot of two tight end sets. And Ferguson is definitely one of the biggest winners from last night as well. Davis and, and Dowdle are, are winners for this game. And, and it's going to be a tough decision for the Cowboys to figure out who is your third best running back. Honestly, I don't know. I, I'm leaning Dowdle just because of what we already know about him. But Malik Davis is making it interesting. Uh, we've got TZ on drums here saying Malik Davis got to have his spot on this roster. It's tough, though. Who are you leaving out? Who, who are you leaving out? And actually, I will make that a question for you guys in the show right now. Who are you sticking with? Are you sticking with Malik Davis, who had 4.6 yards per carry last night? Or are you sticking with Rico Dowdle? Because he did have 44 yards in 13 carries. Lower average, for sure, 3.4. But also, Rico Dowdle has already been a significant part of special teams. Uh, he has a little bit more experience with the Cowboys. So if it was up to you, let me know in the chat. Are you sticking with Dowdle or are you sticking with Malik Davis? While you give me your answers and before I give you mine, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because it's another week and as such, there's another ride of the week. This time we're talking about the new 2022 Mazda CX-5 Grand Touring. It's got all-wheel drive features, third row seating, perfect for families, adaptive cruise control, the amazing uh, feature that I cannot get over yet, uh, Wi-Fi hotspot. It's got a sunroof and a miles per gallon capacity of 20 in the city, which goes up to 26 when you are out in the highway. To check out the interiors of the CX-5 Grand Touring, make sure you check out Freeman Mazda 
www.ferrarimpulsa.net. And you can check out also a lot of the additional features of this vehicle and way more. Check out some of the service features as well for Freeman Mazda, because when you pick and you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partner as your car dealership. So make sure you check that out once more. That is FreemanMazda.net. Some of your comments here. Dowdle, we've got Davis over Dowdle any day. Mike Castellano says, I like Davis better. Mike Rizzo says Davis. Jessica Villarreal says Dowdle. Rico says Joe Rob. Rico should back up six, says Craig. Craig, what are we doing about Tony Pollard, though? Where, where is Tony Pollard in this comment? I, I want to figure it out, Craig. I need a reply from you. What does that mean? For Tony Pollard. Are you saying that Pollard is running back three? Or are you saying that Pollard is a wide receiver? Let me know. Let's see. Davis over Goodwin. Rico gets hurt easily, says Guru. King Element. I was such a huge fan of Malik Davis' tape at Florida. He's such a patient runner. Pollard is a lock, says TZ on drums. But Craig, what he meant is he is a receiver. So there you go. There you go. I am leaning towards Dowdle, though. I, I just feel like we know more about him. Uh, I like Malik Davis. I wouldn't mind the Cowboys keeping Davis over Dowdle. But I, I guess something tells me the Cowboys played safe. They played as a special teams decision more than an offensive decision, and they stick with Dowdle. That would be my early guess for this thing. But as 44 says here, he has more power. And he gets the extra yards. It's not an easy decision either at running back. One thing is clear though, and it wasn't before, in my opinion, they are carrying three running backs. They are, which is interesting. Uh, Dallas has been willing to go with just two of them. This time they're, they're likely going with three and it's a tough decision at number three. It's, it's definitely... Uh, a tough decision to make, in my opinion. Now, that is for the running backs now, and that is for the winners. Who else won? Uh, I have some notes here. Dante Fowler had this play in which he obliterated the Chargers' tight end. He just sent him flying back into the, into the ball carrier. Dante Fowler doing some good stuff for the Cowboys. I, don't, I, I like him. I like number 56. He has made some... Some impressive plays in the preseason and happy to have him in Dallas, honestly. I think, I think his roster spot is secure. We speculated last week about him not having a spot secured. It does look secure in my opinion. We'll get into the losers here. So before I get you all pissed about some of these players, before I get you all uh, disappointed, do me a favor and hit the like button. Because if I don't ask you to do so right now, you're, you're likely to, to not be content later when we get into some of these uh, losers tonight. So yeah, I got to ask of you to, to go ahead and, and hit that like button right now because we'll get into some losers right now. Who was, in your opinion, one loser of last night's game? Who's one loser of the game for you? Let me know in the chat. I will tell you mine. I will tell you mine after reading a few of yours. Josh Balls is Bruce, the kicker, and Rowdy. 
Shout out to Professor O. Thank you for being here. Billy says Craig is going to say the whole receiving core. You know, it's interesting. I am going to say there's Toxic Tom on YouTube and there's Craig on Facebook. There's some balance in there. I like it. I like, and of course, you know, I say it in the in the best possible way. But yeah, let's say, let's see. Uh, Josh freaking Ball says Tommy915. Ball is a common answer. Greg Turner says Nashawn Wright. Cooper Rush. Who else? Uh, Nashawn Wrong. Basher. Bosman says Sugar Daddy Williams, but he will make the team. Let me tell you something. I agree with Sugar Daddy Williams here. Kelvin Joseph has gotten a lot of hate. Not saying that it's not right for him to get some hate. He has not played well in the preseason. He has not been consistent. But yeah, he's making the roster. I think I think we can pump the brakes a little bit with the conversation about him not making it. This is the Cowboys. They're not going to cut a second round pick. And I don't hate them for not cutting Kelvin Joseph. Because we've seen him play in the regular season. We've seen him have success in the regular season. So maybe they play it cool and they wait until things cool off and maybe he's a little bit less distracted. So yeah, Nishong Wright, definitely one of my losers. I agree with you. Kenneth Fraser also brings him up. Billy Renfro as well. Uh, Nishong Wright had a rough game. First drive of the game, gives, uh, gives up a big play. Doesn't get better towards the end of the game either he misses tackles he looks lost in coverage he refuses to turn around and target the football and play the ball he looks lost in coverage hopefully he's a little bit more consistent because he also shows flashes to be fair he also shows some good stuff when he's out there uh using his length when he's out there making tackles but I think there's a lot of inconsistency. Alexander Silva says, do you think Deron Bland is making the team? I, I think he's a lock, Alexander. I do think so. He might be the favorite to be the fourth best cornerback on this team. He, he, we, were, we were talking about this last week. <laughs> Shout out Toxic Tom, man. I said it in the best way, Toxic Tom. I'm just saying that the tone of your comments the tone of the comments are similar sometimes. <laughs> Anyways, I have somewhat of an uncommon loser. I think that we should not press the panic button. We, sh we shouldn't even like lift the glass lid that is covering the panic button. But I'm going to call Jalen Tolbert a loser for this game. I am. Once more, no need to panic. I'm still bullish on the third round rookie for the Dallas Cowboys but there was another drop and that was a pass that he shouldn't have dropped and then also later in the game Cooper Rush targets him in the end zone and that should have been a touchdown and I looked at it once more and I watched the replay this morning and I believe that's on Jalen Tolbert to step out of bounds you guys know what play I'm talking about He's in a crossing route, running towards the corner of the end zone. Cooper Rush targets him, finds him, and Tolbert steps out of bounds. Looks like a tough break. Maybe it is, but I'm just saying you would like to, you would like for Jalen Tolbert to have the awareness of where he is on the playing field. 
and 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 make and, and you know get those feet inbound because it was a makeable play in my opinion no need to press the panic button at all though tolbert has had a strong camp he's been decent he still has the, sk the skills that made him a day two draft pick but it's a little things once more not concerned think about jamar chase last year he was dropping footballs left and right in Bengals training camp and Bengals preseason. And he ended up having one of the best years for a rookie and actually won the offensive rookie of the year. But I do think it's fair to say he was a loser last night. Not panicking, though. Lock44 says Tolbert needs to know where he is at on the field. This ain't college, son. And also, you know, this is the kind of stuff you want to happen in the preseason because Solbert will figure it out. Hopefully, of course, unaware of where he was on the field, says Craig. Tolbert had a college touchdown, but an NFL incompletion, says Bruce. Professor O says, if you don't have any context and you look at and you just look at the graphic, it's hilariously savage, says Professor O. What graphic, though, Professor O, did I miss something? But yeah, once more, and I and I want to be very clear on it because I don't want to, I don't want you to believe that I'm not high on Jalen Tolbert anymore. I just wish that we had seen more from more from him now that he was given the chance. Last week, maybe he he wasn't given the chance, but last night he was, and he didn't make the most out of it, unfortunately. What is up, Lumen? Thank you for being here in the show, saying I guess the Cowboys lost. They didn't. They ended up winning 32-18. to 18. It was a fun game, not going to lie. I was excited about last night's game. You know, the Turpins returns, uh, Jake Ferguson doing his thing, Israel Bukwamu, primetime guest, killing it on the field. I was excited about last night's game. I agree with Jack. He had a great, great game, by the way, Mukwamu. And I, I am guessing that he secured his spot. That's the title of the video, actually. Two bubble players that secured their spot. And I said, Turpin. And I said, Kevante, uh, and Mukwamu, honestly. But yeah, Tol Tolbert definitely must do better. Some, uh, definitely. All right. Anyways, it's time to get into the uniforms. Because on Friday... Before the game, the Cowboys made an announcement. And this was an announcement that we had already speculated on because the NFL, about a month ago or maybe a little bit more, they released these graphics in which they had every alternate helmet that was going to be used in 2022. And somehow, for a few hours, Cowboys fans kind of missed the fact that there were two helmets on that graphic for the Dallas Cowboys. There was a throwback, which the Cowboys had already officially announced. The throwback was making a comeback. The Cowboys were going to use it on Thanksgiving. We were excited about the idea of seeing those jerseys in Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, CeeDee Lamb. We were excited about it. Michael Parsons wearing that solid blue star. Heck yeah, give it to us. But there was another helmet. 
It was also white. So the Cowboys outsmarting NFL rules a little bit there. More on that later. But this is an alternative look for the Dallas Cowboys. And man, they nailed the video as well in which they made the announcement. In case you had not seen it, it's a white helmet, white face mask. Original star or a traditional star with the blue stripes and the color rush jersey and pants. My question from me to you guys is, what is one word for the Cowboys' new uniforms? What's one word for them? Let's see. Kenneth Frazier says that he likes them. I like the deal of new uniforms. Jack says that they were hot. What's one word for the Cowboys' new look? Cool, says Chris. Toxic, Tom, says distraction. Come on, toxic. That is pretty toxic, not going to lie. Have some fun. Dope, says Lime. Icy, says Bruce Gandhi used garbage, says Chevy. Garbage did not like them at all. Average, says 7-Eleven. Irrelevant for Toxic Tom. See, Toxic Tom, you were hating on me for comparing the tone of your comments with Craig's. This is Toxic Tom, the one that you're seeing in the screen, irrelevant. And this is Craig. It's a helmet. Relax. <laughs> it's a uniform. <laughs> I like you guys. Uh, Fuego, says King Element, cold, fast, Professor O with the fire, sick, nasty, says Billy Bailey, saucy, I like this one from Mike T, ooh-wee, I like that one, I'll stay with that one, man, it's just, it's clean, my word is clean, they look clean, I love them, <laughs> Bruce says Mo got a double kill. I did, man. <laughs> Bro, I love this. I love this look. I was freaking out when I saw them. I'm not going to lie. I am excited. Now the Cowboys did smart the out and they outsmart the the NFL because the rule is you can have two helmets, but that means two hard shells. So, you know, the white shell in itself. You can change the decal, which is what the Cowboys will do, and you can change the face mask. So Dallas will have three different, three different looks for their helmets. This is going to be used on December 29th, Thursday night football versus the Tennessee Titans, ADC Sports Bowl. I'm excited about it. You know what? I'll... We already worried earlier on the show. We're at 45 minutes now on the show. We already worried about the swing tackle situation. We already worried about uh, plenty of stuff. Right now, I'm going to enjoy the fact that the Cowboys are unleashing a whole new look on, on the 2022 season. They're slick. The helmets are slick. Sexy, says Jack. I use these color combos on Madden, says Forrest. I like it. Yeah, I love them. I definitely did love those, uh, those looks. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight. I really enjoyed this show. I, I wanted to do this right after the game ended last night. I was excited about uh, Turpin's returns. I was excited about Easy Mukwama doing his thing and much more. We will continue to bring you Cowboys coverage to, throughout the week. Make sure you check out ADC Sports dot com slash dallas we've got new articles up there every single day 
Matthew Lennox, Cole Patterson, Shane Carter, and, you know, a lot of content up there. You can check it out. And I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. As always, I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, on a show presented to you by FreemanMazda.net. Make sure you check out the ride of the week on their website. Follow me on Twitter at MauNFL. Hope you guys have a fantastic start to the week. You know, Mondays are tough sometimes, but do your best. Do your best, ladies and gentlemen, and I will see you tomorrow night. Adios.